Welcome to episode three in our Let's Talk About Sex series. Today we're talking all about women and pleasure. Stay tuned, this is going to be such a goodie. Enjoy. Hey mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with Hello, mamas, and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. Now, today we're kicking off episode three in our Let's Talk About Sex series. So if you haven't already, go back and check out the first two episodes. They are with me solely, and I talk you through the changes in your body and emotional, physical, hormonal changes that you will expect during pregnancy, birth, and postpartum that may affect your sex life. So it's important to have that context. And then I talk in episode two about all the different ways that I, as a women's health can help you manage painful sex. So I feel like they're really good topics to go over if that applies to you before we jump into today's episode, which is with Nisha Gill. She is such a wonderful, calming, wonderful, amazing lady to get on the podcast. She is a holistic trauma and perinatal practitioner. So she specializes in supporting women to experience their potency through the profound intelligence of their bodies. How cool is that? So Nisha is amazing and she's talking us through today all about what pleasure is for women. And I think this is a topic that a lot of women need to listen to, whether you're having issues with sex or not. I do think pleasure applies to more than just your sex life. So today we're going to talk about how pleasure is our natural state of being and how often in society we're told that this is not okay. So as we grow up, we're told that pleasure can be frowned upon or maybe less than other things. And I think it's really important to be able to jump back into our bodies and be able to experience and prioritize pleasure again. I know it's something I'm personally working on. We also talk in this episode today about how being stressed or tense makes it really hard to access pleasure. And when we're in that really uptight masculine energy it can be really hard to dip into our feminine pleasure state so it's really important to know how to do that and Nisha talks us through some practical tools to feel more embodied and to connect in with our sensory system and embrace more pleasure and how to really plump out each moment and slow down and as you all know my word for this year is slow and pleasure is another word as well and so this podcast is so important for me personally and it's made me reflect on today right now as I'm talking to you how am I inviting more pleasure into my life And how that looks for me today is that I really stopped and slowed down and enjoyed my morning coffee. Like I really embraced it. I zoned in on how it tasted, how it felt to have that first sip of a morning coffee. And again, this can sound so woo-woo and like whatever, Laura, to so many people. But really try it because what is the point in rushing through life if all we're doing is being somewhere else? So a lot of pleasure for me is just stopping to embrace the the current moment and for me that this morning was really enjoying my morning coffee and that was pleasure filled and it was awesome. Another thing I'm going to do today and my husband doesn't know this yet but I'm going to ask him to give me a massage which is not something we do often but um, I was a little bit under the weather over the weekend and my back is quite sore now and I'm sitting here thinking oh I should get on the foam roller and I was like you know what I love a massage that for me is such a big part of my love language, physical touch. And I'm going to ask him to give me a massage. Look, he's not the best masseuse going around. I'm probably much better off paying $100 to go see someone. But that's part of me asking to include more pleasure in my life is to have a massage. So 
I'm going to ask him to do that later. So hubby, if you're listening to this. <laughs> so that's how I'm doing it. So I invite you after you listen to this episode today to have a think about how you might right now, today, include more pleasure in your life. And again, remember, pleasure is not just about sex. Pleasure is so much more than that. Sex is one part of it, but pleasure is so much more than just sex. Now, I also want to remind you that if you are interested in pleasure and getting more into your body, Nisha has recorded this epic 30-minute bonus video for Pregnancy Posse members. And it's an audio track all about settling back in to your body calming and regulating your nervous system. It's epic. I listened to it. I felt so relaxed afterwards. Um, So I encourage you, if you do want to listen to more from Nisha, you can find her on Instagram at feminine underscore instincts, but also come and join us inside the Pregnancy Posse. Her bonus track lives inside the Pregnancy Posse. If you want to find out more, go to thepregnancyposse.com. You can trial all our workouts and our education, all of that for seven days. Uh, It's fantastic. Obviously, I live inside there. You can answer me all ask me, sorry, all of your pregnancy questions and I would love to connect with you in there. But without further ado, let's jump into our chat with Nisha all about women and pleasure and why it is so important. So enjoy ladies. Hi Nisha, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I, like I said to you just before, I, when I was encouraged to reach out to you for this topic about sex and pleasure and you know, sex after birth and trauma and things like that, your name was dropped and I just got a really good vibe from you. And I know that the listeners are going to get that same vibe. It's very warm. It's very friendly. It's very non-judgmental. And I think that's really important when we're talking about a topic that unfortunately is still quite taboo for a lot of women or quite hush-hush and women might feel quite alone or isolated. So firstly, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's my pleasure. I use that word. (laughs) That was a good segue, wasn't it? Yes, it was. (laughs) I wanted to kick it off, Nisha, before we jump into getting to the nitty-gritty of sex after birth and how birth trauma can affect it, let's zoom right out and let's talk about pleasure because I think this is often overlooked for women. So I'd love to know why do you think pleasure is our natural state of being and why do you think we as a society or maybe even just women, I'm not sure, but why do you think we're so far removed from pleasure in our day-to-day life? Mm, It's a huge, huge topic. Um, And when we look at, um, you know, historically just uh, what's happened over the centuries, but then consider that we're actually all mammals, these very sensual primal beings before we're these sophisticated 21st century people. Um, We think we're sophisticated. I sometimes have to question that. Um, uh, We are, you know, we're kind of wired to um, seek pleasure and um, be threat averse, so kind of avoid avoid, um, danger essentially. So we kind of, our nervous systems, our bodies are primed for that. But along the way, you know, for whatever reason, cultures, religions have had to tame some of these urges, these more primal urges, so that we live in a kind of civilised society. And yes, I, I can see there's a middle ground here, but, you know, it's gone very much the other way, I feel, where there are a lot of shoulds and boxes and uh, ways that are prescribed for us to be, especially as females on this planet. And so much is a split between mind and body, mind meaning this bit of the prefrontal cortex that has um, been conditioned to behave uh, in certain acceptable good girl ways, particularly for us as uh, 
uh, those identifying as females within that there are certain ways that we're supposed to behave when you think about little babies you know if anyone's noticed babies can explore their bodies by a certain um, stage of their babyhood and my two little boy babies had erections along the way just because they have tissue and, and I'm just talking about one kind of pleasure there but you know they have tissue that is hypersensitive and does have nerve endings that then you know create that sort of pleasure response in their body and that's a kind of birthright it's what we're born with and then it gets kind of beaten out of us because we're asked to behave in certain ways and and the other thing to say on the flip side is that if we're in survival physiology, everything tenses up and our access to our body awareness, our, our feelings of pleasure in our body, because everything's so constricted, is reduced. But our natural resilient state is where everything's flowing freely and our body systems are speaking well to each other. And that allows, you know, the blood flow and um the wiring to, to be optimal and we can experience that sense of aliveness vitality and very innocent kind of pleasure I'm not just you know I mean even sexual arousal is innocent when you start mm. it's just everything else that's been slapped on top of it by various um, forces in <laughs> our society I suppose you can say so so I hear what you're saying and I 100% agree with that. So it's pleasure, like you're saying, is our natural state of being. And we're not just talking sexual pleasure. We're talking, like you said, vitality, aliveness, mm-hmm. joy, I imagine may come under that as well. But historically, that was demonized from Absolutely. what I'm hearing. Is that right? So yes. we're almost shamed into we shouldn't feel pleasure and that that's that's not a good thing. And so then we're growing up as these adults who are struggling to understand how to how to enjoy pleasure or how to seek pleasure, how to find pleasure. Is that, am I hearing that right? Uh, yes, absolutely. And and yes, you're right. There's the emotional component. It's a bit like pain, you know, um, there are many layers to pleasure. Mm. Um, but I was talking more in terms of sensuality, I suppose, through our five senses, through movement, through stretching. There's a real ease and a f- good feeling when you can do that freely. But when you're kind of boxed in, caged in and you have certain ideas of how um, you should behave appropriately Mm. it can really shut things down because you you're having to keep second guessing and you know kind of just putting um so essentially asking our minds to dictate what our bodies are feeling Mm. not even being in tune with our bodies and then comes this whole thing of um suppression on so many levels not just our pleasure but our feelings and the feelings um, and emotions are experienced in the body and they are part of our aliveness and we as um, females very much because of the hormonal physiology of um, and the cyclical nature of our bodies we tend to I think I've not been in a male body feel our feelings what seems from the outside in a more exaggerated way than males do but again maybe they've been conditioned out of that kind of 
level of <laughs> up and downness in, in you know being able to express emotions that is part of our aliveness and our vitality to be able to feel all these things and not label them negative positive feelings acceptable unacceptable of course there, there are places to express them but if we suppress we suppress everything we suppress anger which typically we do as females mm. are conditioned to do it took me 57 years to actually express anger wow. <laughs> so that was through therapy you know when we suppress those kinds of emotions we're also suppressing our vitality our joy our you know pleasure in just being alive in these exquisite bodies and female bodies like you know we bring new life into the world the earth creates new life but who else does you know we have this privilege and this this power to to bring life into the world our bodies are phenomenal and what we go through is phenomenal I think and I think it's so I've, I've spoken before about how important it is for labor to get out of your head and into your body mm. and I feel like that's kind of where you're going as well with saying we're so caught up in our heads these days everything is rational and logical and processed through our brains yeah but we need to feel more so we need to lean into what is our body telling us? And that's something I've been personally practicing a little bit more lately. Instead of just listening to up here, I'm pointing to my head for those who can't see, but yeah. I've been trying to listen to what my body is telling me because your body is very, very wise. And mm. I find when I feel anxious or I feel stressed, my body contracts, I feel tight, I feel uncomfortable, I feel uneasy. Versus when I am doing things that are pleasure or joy or, you know, something like that just lights me up, my body feels open, it feels expansive. And it's really cool to start to align and think about what is my body doing when I do X, Y, Z, and then really trusting and listening to your body rather than always your mind. Because I think we can always... <laughs> you know, override what our body's saying. But like you said, that just results in suppression. And <laughs> we're all going to need therapy if we suppress too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could do a simple experiment. You know, you could just stroke the top of your hand right now, having your hand loose, and then just tighten it into a really firm fist and see if you can sense any difference in the sensation. I'm not sure if you will, but I certainly do. I, I feel a lot more when it's relaxed. Yes. When I tighten like this, there's a reduction in the sensation in my um, upper hand. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. If that I can feel that. It almost feels cross. quite tingly, like my hairs are standing on end when my hand is relaxed. Yeah. Whereas when I tense my hand, I don't feel that tingly hairs standing up sort of sensation. So I can feel, oh, yes, I can feel my fingers moving, but that's about it. It's like it's yeah. really dulled that sensation for me because obviously I'm contracted or I'm tense or I'm stressed. Is that what you're yeah. likening it to how our bodies feel when our minds are stressed? Well, that's one thing, but, it, but yes, yes, well, our bodies are constricting and then blood flows reduce when we're constricted, right? Mm. So to all those muscles. And when there is tension or stress, trauma, it's not just our, our more obvious body parts like our musculoskeletal system because they're the ones that speak loudly, but mm. all these other things, um, which I can touch on when we speak about trauma at some point, um, you know, long-term impacts on all body systems through stress and trauma. I mean, I mean it's not a new concept at all, but um, one that really we need to think a lot more deeply about than we have to date, 
I think um, that it's not just what's obvious, there's a whole lot going on internally as well mm. when we don't. Um, and I'm just uh, thinking of the average modern woman that I would see clinically. Mm. A lot of women we're seeing for painful sex, which is, you know, something we will cover. And those women always have overactive pelvic floors or overactive abdominal muscles. And then yes. often they are also quite anxious or stressed and they're just so tightly held all day long contracting these muscles and it's you know it's hard I guess the chicken or the egg you know did you get painful sex because you were tense or you know whichever order it works in but we know that that tension that stress is not often a good thing for our bodies so reminding ourselves to get out of that I guess that cycle of stress and tension and go 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 busy modern woman and just like stop and slow down and lean into pleasure I think is so important so for those women who might be listening to this going oh that seems so far removed from my everyday life what are some really just easy practical ways for women to include pleasure in their everyday life like could you just reel off some examples that they could start to work on that really simple portable things like very body-based in the moment take you know a few seconds even like tuning into the uh, the rhythm of your breath can be so beautifully lulling and relaxing however if your heart is racing your breath is shallow and you've got this judgment around or this memory that this means things are dire then that breath awareness may not be where you go to but the, the most simple things like, you, you know, just even feeling um, the sensitivity of your lips or stroking down your face with your hands in a way that you maybe as a little girl might have liked to have had your hair stroked. It's so soothing. And all of these um, facial muscles just being touched. Yes, scalp massage. Mm. Um And when we are in the shower, just really, um, you know, giving ourselves permission to go a little bit slow and be mindful of um, how it feels to have that warm water or cold water on our skin and how it feels to have some silky body wash being smeared on our limbs or breasts or bellies or wherever and just enjoying it in the moment. Like my my sense is to... um, kind of plump out each moment because that's where the magic is when we slow things down and know that we don't have to be elsewhere well aside from having babies in the background um, and nothing else that we have to do but just actually be with ourselves and enjoy being alive but how can we build that in and then you know just something like sipping a warm drink just enjoying the sensation so very sensory things and these are very tactile what I'm describing but I tend to (laughs) probably the queen of sensuality and if you came to my practices all sorts of colors and textures and sounds and I hope nice smells, but I have to be cautious. Not everyone likes even essential oils. So what actually does light you up from the inside, not what you thought you might, but just shaking it all around and um, finding some new things, new ways to practice being in your body. What are some of the sounds? I know some sounds that really settle me and my nervous system is like tropical bird sounds. You can have that in the background you can have your favorite essential oil even subtly if you need to you know for me it's certain colors and I'm very much a visual tactile person but also 
olfactory. So bombarding your senses, how do you like moving? Like, you know, slicking your hair back, even though, yes, you're a busy mum, is that just reminding you of this kind of linear focus of the to-do list of, of the get your you know get your dungarees on kind of approach or can you still feel your sensuality in the way you dress but still be um, an effective mom you know and get your tasks done but the, the thing about especially the tactile where we're very in our bodies whereas vision and hearing are kind of more outward senses I feel it reminds us that we are in these amazing bodies because it's just that very physical reminder that we're not out there, we're here. <laughs> One of the um, embodiment practices, uh, approaches I teach women, we, we really encourage um, wearing of your earrings or your bangles, having your hair down, not slicked back for the gym or anything, so that when your hair falls in your face, you're reminded, wow, this is me, this is my part of me, and this is how beautiful is this curtain of hair that's just stroking my neck or my face as I do whatever. <laughs> so how do you create lushness in your body, in your environment, in day-to-day -day moments with no apology? Because what makes us feel good is make, going to make everyone else around us feel good because we kind of reverberate and ripple out that the good vibe in the end. Mm. Yeah, no, I love that. I agree in that it, you have to give yourself permission to really um, feel worthy of it and to give yourself, you know, the time to say, I deserve this. And it's important because if I'm, if I'm not lit up and I'm not seeking pleasure, then that will vibrate out into the rest of the family unit and mm. friendships and relationships around me. And I love that what you described as different ways to get in tune with your body and seek pleasure. It's not half an hour it's not an hour it's not these big grandiose things that we often think we need to do mm. to tick that box and I guess the whole point is you're not trying to tick boxes you know it's not a to-do yes. list it's just the things that you do every day but making sure that you're really present with it so we shower you know most days making sure that when you shower like you really tune in and think about your body and get in touch with your body and ask your body how it's going and, you know, tune into how it's feeling. And I think that's just really good for those women who are maybe a bit resistant, you know, to thinking, mm. could I, could I lean into this more? It, it doesn't have to be hard. You know, it doesn't have to be grandiose. It's, I like how you described, it. it's just those little, little things during the day um, to tune in with yourself. And when you were talking about the mum bun, because before I cut my hair, <laughs> I certainly rocked a mum bun all the time, active wear every day, very in my masculine energy all the time. And I remember listening to a podcast about the feminine and the masculine and how so often I used to think of motherhood as very feminine energy because, you know, we are, you know, this beautiful mother, you know, nurturing, holding space for our kids' emotions, all these sorts of things, loving. But then when I really thought about it, I thought, no, actually my version of motherhood is very masculine. It's very... <laughs> Right, who's got shoes on? Who needs a nappy change? We've got to get out the door, be here by this time. And, you know, there's a lot of, it's actually very masculine for me. And this, mm. this lady that um, was speaking about it was saying how she just does little things to help slip into the feminine. So light a candle, like you were saying, um, smell essential oils, or she might put on a floaty dress or something that just makes her feel just that little bit more feminine when she feels like she's gone too far the other way. And what you were saying just really reminded me of that because, 
um, I think often a lot of the mums I know, we are very stuck in that masculine energy and it's hard to then soften back into your feminine do you see that with your clients as well oh totally totally yeah yeah and it's it's a it is a mindset you know it's also um our friends are doing it but when one person changes and people notice the difference then there's this um domino effect and people you don't even have to talk about it it just kind of happens a new trend starts you know yeah and that permission thing I think I think there's a lot more awareness thanks to people like you Laura that put it out there but you know, I think people are starting to realize it's not it's not just a tunnel to get through this whole mm-hmm. phase of how can we just drop down and enjoy the present moment because that's that's what our children are also going to remember, not how how clean the house was or you know how many treats they got a week. Well, maybe a little bit, but, <laughs> but you know, um, it's how present was mum and how safe did I feel being at home in this in my little body how much permission did I have to be me Mm. um mum was struggling with all the outside things and trying to look after me then something gives somewhere I think but Mm. if we can feel that aliveness in ourselves uh, our children just pick it up we know also that how we're doing in terms of our level of feeling settled in our bodies and our nervous systems directly impacts our baby's brain development so you know that's a big piece to know as well that it comes it's that oxygen mask thing unless we can fill ourselves up then we can't actually begin to (laughs) offer that to anyone else in the family I mean sensuality is one big way but you know, it's also the other other kinds of pleasure, like the emotional connection and, and reaching out. There's a lot of, um, you know, I don't want to bother my friends because they've got their busy lives or this and that. And isolation is a big issue. And I'm sure you've covered this. The lack of a village doesn't support us. So finding ways to make that a priority as well. Um, no matter if you call yourself an introvert, extrovert or anything in between, we are still wired for safety and connection, finding our tribe to reflect all those things to us as well, our worthiness. and Absolutely. I'm yeah. all preaching for the village. It took me three children to really lean on a village, yeah. but I did my postpartum recovery, I guess, very different for my third baby versus my first, and it made an enormous difference, mm. leaning on friends and leaning on support. Yeah, And it made my days thousand times more enjoyable for asking for help yeah I'm glad I had that experience because otherwise I wouldn't have understood what that could be like to have the village and to have the community around you and yeah it was magical so much easier and I, I want to say pleasure filled for the purpose of the podcast because it was you know yes. compared to my first time around I was very stuck in that masculine superwoman I can do it all sort of mentality And there was something really beautiful about leaning in and surrendering to, I don't have to do it all and being more feminine and, you know, leaning into the slowness of the postpartum days and surrendering, you know, um, you know, the control of, you know, my house and my food and all of that. Um, It was really magical to be able to experience that, but it wasn't easy. That's for sure. And I think um, it took a lot of head trash for me to work through to drop into that. 
Um, but I'm glad I did. I really am. I, I tell everyone yes. you should have a third baby because often by then <laughs> you've worked out all the things that didn't work the first two times and you can then really implement that for your third baby. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, as you're talking, I was also reminded it's actually uh, there. there is that level of conditioning, but it's also that survival mode and that comes back to the nervous system and how we're wired. Um, when we're in survival physiology, we our, our awareness naturally shrinks. So, um, you know, our choices at this um, thinking level uh, are reduced, are narrowed, but also our hearing, our vision is kind of tunneled um, when we're in survival physiology. So we don't even see the choices. We don't see the grand vista to appreciate uh, the scenery. We kind of so in, you know, kind of like rat in a maze kind of um, way of being. And um, when we can settle and relax and enjoy being in our body, body comes back to body for me always, mm. um, can really allow ourselves that space and grace to just be in life rather than do do to be worthy, actually be. That's, that's probably the key message here is the being for our children is far more important than the doing. Yes, you have to do some basics like feed and all, all of that, but... Mm -hmm beyond that they just want us to be and to feel that sense of safety and connection and that helps all of us thrive in that soup of being in a family yeah, um exactly. but but back to also the access to pleasure when you're so out of it it actually has to be a, a slow um road back in it's not like okay you know Laura, you've been out of pleasure. Now you've got to find pleasure. Okay, let's go and do this thing. Let's go and do this course, this online course. And they're going to teach you all about pleasure. Box ticked. It's not like that. Yeah. It's those little steps and actually being again in that uh, in that journey rather than thinking, okay, you bought, you bought the book and so you've got the answers and now you know about pleasure, but you don't. But also bodies take time to warm up to a new groove. Um, because it comes back to safety in the nervous system. If that has felt safe and that survival physiology is there for a sense of safety, to create a sense of safety and protection, to ask your, your nervous system to then go to this very expanded state where you can feel the pleasure mm. is too big a leap. So you, you do have to take those smaller steps in the journey, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's good advice for those women um, yeah, who are thinking it would be just one step wonder. It's a journey, like you said, and it's about enjoying that journey. It's not a final destination you arrive at. Like pleasure is something that yeah. you'll be exploring for the rest of your life, really. It's not something that... Hopefully, yes. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully everyone listening to this is now yeah, on that. Yeah. I was just thinking um, before we move on to talking about sex in a bit more depth, I was just thinking about pleasure in my own life and about how society shames pleasure in so many ways. And I was thinking about one of those examples is that I used to think pranksters or people who were really playful or silly were quite immature. I think I used to judge that um, that was an immature thing to do. And since I've had my own children, I've really tried to lean into my playful side, my funny, silly you know, nonsensical uh, side. And it is so enjoyable to 
play and belly laugh and be silly and to no longer have this story around oh well when you're an adult you should be sensible and you shouldn't play like this and um yeah it's just a really interesting you know way that I've you know removed one of those stories and you know, I now have that side to my personality. It feels really good. But I used to think that that wasn't how we were meant to act. And it just reminded me when you were saying earlier about um, we are we are pleasure beings when we're young, but then we get told all these stories about how you're meant to act and how you're meant to be in the world. And mm. that's where the problems come really, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Ah, how good does it feel to talk about pleasure? <laughs> I I personally think it feels great to talk about pleasure and it's really good food for thought for me to think about, hmm, where am I not doing this enough in my life and where could I be doing this more? And is it important to me? Am I stuck in this, you know, tense, stressed, masculine energy a lot of the day? How could I maybe dip into a more easeful, slow, pleasure-filled pace in my life? I know I've been running on like that go, 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 busy boss mama, masculine energy drive for so long now that I'm really seeing the value in dropping into a more embodied place in my life. So I find I'm much calmer, I'm much less stressed, I'm much more present for me, for my kids, for my husband. Um, I'm really like enjoying those ordinary moments of the day. Like I mentioned at the start of this episode, you know, sipping my coffee in the morning rather than just chugging it down amongst the stress of talking to the kids and managing the day and all of that, like just stopping to embrace it. You know, I'm so conscious I'm going to die soon, maybe soon, maybe later, who knows? But either way, it's a finite amount of breaths I have on this earth. And I think, what am I trying to rush to get to? You know, if I can just stop and really embrace it, if I do die tomorrow, how good that I got to enjoy my morning coffee. And I know that sounds so morbid, but it's like, we're not guaranteed more time. So you might as well slow down and embrace the time we have right now. Nothing is really worth rushing through, I don't think anyway. So I hope you love this episode with Nisha. If you want to learn more from her, you can find her on Instagram at feminine underscore instincts. She is a wealth of knowledge and so helpful. If you're living in Victoria, you can go and see her. She has a face-to-face clinic as well. And if you want to access that bonus video I mentioned as well, it is inside the Pregnancy Posse for all members to access. It's a 30-minute audio track all about coming back into embodiment. So tuning in with your body, settling your nervous system, feeling all the sensations that you're feeling, really getting in tune with yourself again. So if that's something you feel like you need, come and check us out, thepregnancyposse.com. Obviously, if you also want safe, pregnancy-friendly workouts, you want reminders to do your pelvic floor, you want to learn how to prep for a really confident, empowered, active birth, all of the things, come and chat with me. This is my online membership program. It is my baby I would call it my fourth baby, but I guess I really started it before I had kids. So it's kind of my first baby. But anyhow, come and check it out. ThePregnancyPosse.com. You can trial it for seven days. Otherwise, ladies, I hope wherever you are today, you include pleasure in your day. I will catch you soon for episode four in this series where we're going to talk all about how we can recover after birth and improve our sex life if we're having any troubles with it. So it's all going to be about postpartum sex life after birth, sex after birth, relationships after birth, all of the things. So I think you're going to enjoy it. Stay tuned.